All right. Welcome to the AI Revolution podcast. We're here with Nick. Uh, we're going to say Gweezy, but it's Givyasta. I think I said that right. Is that right, Nick? Givyasta, yeah. What is Z? Givyasta, <laughs> which means star in Polish, we just learned. And we're very excited to be meeting with Nick today. Oops. Uh, Nick, give us, a little, give us a little background on, on you, your life, your path to AI. What, what, what are you up to? Just tell us about yourself. So, all right, I am back in the hometown that I started in. There, there's so much, there's so much cosmic linkage. It's it's interesting to me. Um, so, as far as I am aware, my grandfather is from New Brunswick. I live in New Britain. So the guy went from one NB to another one, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, <laughs> When I lived in New York, I lived on Nostrand and Fulton, and I would get on the train on Fulton Street and then get off in Manhattan on Fulton Street. A lot of these things happen <laughs> to me all the time. I work in Windsor, Connecticut. I had a client in Windsor, California. These things happen to me all the time. So uh, that's wild. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The thing I was I was mentioning to uh, Spencer is that I'm I'm French Canadian, but I live in America. But, you know, my grandfather's from New Brunswick. So it's it's like all these tech bros from Canada. I was like, wait a minute. Why do I feel like maybe I am Canadian tech bros? Why do I vibe with them so well? You know, and I'm, I'm like, I guess a quarter gets you there. So um, Your I'm people. a finance. Very friendly. <laughs> I try to be, you know, uh, accommodating. Um, but I'm a uh, finance and economics guy, went to University of Connecticut last semester, decided I wanted to be in business journalism, went into business journalism, got to New York. I was on Wall Street briefly as a stockbroker, ended up in Bloomberg and on CNBC talking about <laughs> the same stock brokerage that uh, they, they kind of fired everybody. They got busted for a lot of stuff. After that, I went into financial media was a uh, financial video editor for Ivy Times, which became Newsweek. I then became the director of sales for Newsweek for two years at 24 because we bought it and we bought all their debt. Uh, wow. From there, yeah, yeah. From there, I, I learned uh, programmatic advertising. Then I basically got into supply chain tech sales, like channel tech sales, they called it. Uh, and now I am in aerospace uh, supply chain. Oh, cool. So, yeah, and some of the more, uh, I guess, less yawny things are I, I make the AI music. You guys have probably seen, you know, me post videos and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I have the fitness blog, Fit Acceleration. It's on Substack. Uh, I have three Kindle books, two about artificial intelligence and one about fitness. I'm sorry, I keep triggering their balloons and all the... <laughs> on the, the podcast screen thing that it'll add a little I, flavor i can't get it to work when i want it to but it just does it whenever i do some hand <laughs> oh works for me um and yeah spencer and i were talking a little bit earlier about uh the chat with rtx so with that the other night, I was like, you know what? I have to. I got two terabytes on this server. I might as well. 
and you probably saw my video of me swearing about how long it took to download. I'm like, I had to go to the gym for an hour. Like this (laughs) (laughs) Uh, came home. It finally finished downloading after restarting the computer 17 times. And um, it, I don't know how, well, I, I got to look into it more, but I was able to edit their little personality TXT file and paste in uh, Beth Jezos' blog into that one. So I was able to ask chat with hmm. RTX, what is effective acceleration? And it didn't go, I can't tell you that. No, it knew exactly because I gave it the instructions. So And so quickly for our viewers who are you know, less plugged in on the side of things uh, tech-wise, what is effective acceleration uh, and, and what kind of led you that direction? <clears throat> so it's effective acceleration is just the newest paradigm of technology. I look at it as just the beginning of the new economic cycle, uh, mm-hmm. you know, coming from an old econ guy. I don't know if the stuff I learned years ago is out of date, but uh it just seems like the solution to the people that may be clawing to the last economic cycle. We still want this to happen. We still want that to happen. Yeah. We still want zero interest rates. Um, but life has to go on regardless mm-hmm. of background noise. So that spoke to me. Um, I found effective acceleration on Twitter kind of by accident. I was following Jan LeCun studying artificial intelligence at Lockheed Martin years ago, working nights. And uh, it, I stumbled into Jan LeCun, then Andrew Ng, and then who got me into this? Yasin, the guy that made King <laughs> hey. Yeah, we, Episode we interviewed one. him. Uh, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, he was our first interview. Really? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta, gotta, gotta check it out. <laughs> man, that's my guy. He's if I man. can buy two. If I could buy two subscriptions, I would. Maybe I will. Like, how would you, def- what would you, if you could put like a couple words to it, like an ideology, uh, a methodology, what would you say this this is? Oh, what's EAC? Yeah. Yeah. EAC. Well, it's a, it's a mantra. It It's, you know <laughs> what? It's just something that like, so, for example, right, the past two days I haven't slept because my heater was broken. I don't know if you guys heard it tapping. It's tap, tap, tapping as we speak. And uh, I was like, well, is it broken or is this an engineering problem? And then, like, you know, my neighbor slash best friend slash landlord slash drinking buddy slash whatever you want to call it. He's like, yeah, you just need canned air. And, you know, we, we blew out the little... um I don't know, I guess the carburetor inside of the heater here and it stayed on. I slept finally, like we're <laughs> so back and it's, that's what EAC is. It's like we encounter problems, we solve them. We encounter problems, <clears throat> we solve them. That's all it is. It's effective. Yeah. We accelerate effectively, not ineffectively. So I, I, I've, I've seen you, uh, offer to make make training plans and fitness plans for people on twitter um do you use any ai tools in the in the process of making those plans or is that mostly just just your knowledge distilled uh for others well as i mentioned ai is part of my last name it's just backwards just because <laughs> i'm dyslexic if it was gwaizda we'd be in business but here we are um 
No, this is all just culminated. I started lifting at 14. So <clears throat> it's, it's interesting. I've been lifting for 21, not lifting for 14. So 60% lifting, 40% not. And that percentage continues to drift. Um, <laughs> and you know what? A, a good friend of mine in New York uh, had me train him. And what he liked about working out with me was that I'm not condescending. Because there was a time where I didn't know what I know now. And I don't want to do this thing where people are like, oh, you don't know that? Well, I'm not going to teach you. Why? You know, so this this was yeah. just, it's it's just a method for me to, to write new stuff, not just like, well, you need to eat these things or whatever. It's like, no, dude, here's how we're going to treat your body like an engine. And we're going to treat the meals and your stomach like the large language models that they are. And, you know, load in the calories after you have put in the workout. Um, I just think of it differently. I don't know. I, I kind of treat my body like a more of a machine than like a, mm -hmm. you know, a squishy computer. And I just kind of thought about how am I doing this? Because from September to now, I'm, I'm probably going to post a picture of the difference, but like the, my body fat percentage has gone down. I've quit drinking. Um, I've started this collagen peptide thing where I take them right after lifting. So it's like, it's again, hot wiring into your cells. I'm going to use this term way too much. I have never <laughs> used this term before. This Sometimes you stumble across a good one and it's just, That's you right. got to use it. Hang on, <laughs> hang on to it. Hot wiring your mitochondria, man. They are the powerhouse so. of the cell. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I just never knew that anybody would be interested in the things that I'm interested in. And it turns out, no, we're all like this, man. You see people on Twitter, you know, posting their gym stuff or I did that or, you know, do the do cables instead of this or, um, you know, the, the rubberized things for your biceps, you, you, you name it. So it's, it's just, to me, I found this really inspiring sweet spot where I'm not condescending and I believe in you and I'm going to show you mm -hmm. the results you can have. Um, you know, I, I don't, I, I like cringe every time I post another selfie, but it's like, there's progress being made here. Somebody, you know, somebody will notice it and then like, basically there's more alpha in posting than not posting, but I'm always like, let me not be a freaking ham, you know? Um, cause there was, I saw an exchange the other day of somebody that lost weight and then somebody that attacked them. And it's like, how did this happen? Because Why? yeah. Yeah. And I, I was like, when I post, like for some reason, I don't get into these spats. How does this happen? So I, I don't know. I, I think that there's a way for everybody to get along and learn and improve um, and have a good time. Feel good. You know, feels yeah. good, man. Well, Nick, I'm curious because you do have, you know, you're you're a 60 percent lifelong lifter at this point. So if you if you had to pin down, like, what, how do you think AI is going to impact? Like Spencer asked you, like, do you use AI to come up with these plans? I know that that is a big trend right now. Like, oh, ask AI, put in these things and it'll come up with your plan or just the fitness industry in general. Like, where do you see that going now with, with AI? Well, uh, I'm glad you asked that because I never thought of how to apply it to like the chat RTX, but 
I suppose what I could do. So, um, Spencer, if you don't mind, would you mind just giving me a, you know, height, height and weight type of thing? Five, nine. And I think I'm 160. Five, nine, 160. All right. That's good. So we have different bodies. I'm about 185, six, two in the morning. Um, six, one by the end of the night. And <laughs> we all shrink during the day. So, that's some good info that I would probably feed into this text file, right? Is like, okay, Spencer's 5'9", 160. So this would be the building build versus the weight loss build, uh, if, if that's what you wanted. So this would be geared toward, okay, he chose build, so we're going to put the creatine. We're going to put the collagen. We're going to you know, suggest this. If he wants to lose weight, then we're going to suggest the cardio um, heavier activity type of thing. Mm -hmm. So all of this data that Apple has collected over the years, uh, you know, into your health app, all of this HIPAA stuff, everything, what it has culminated is somebody wants to do something with it. And right now, I think that what you can do with generalized health data and just a very brief, like vague idea, does this person want to lose weight or gain weight? I mean, that's probably the first question to ask. And then I think that there's so much information that once you have these profiles built for people, I think the AI will understand all the way down to the first principles of biology. What is good for this person? Does this person have some type of congenital um, malady in their in their genes or something like that? Do they have... Mm -hmm. Gehrig's disease, or do they have something with their kidney or whatever? Why would this workout not be good for them? Or what could be better for this person versus somebody of this disposition? So it's, it's a way to customize for literally every individual. Uh, I just wonder where the line is of too over-personalized. You know, it's, it's like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't tell you to go do 47 minutes of cardio, but the AI might, it's like, <laughs> go, go run for 36 minutes and 47 seconds. And you're going to burn 412 calories. And this is your goal for the day. It's like, dude, just run an hour, you know, just get to yeah, 500, right. just little stuff. So I, I think that that's what the AI is going to do is it's, it's going to fail to truncate. It's going to give you like overly specific stuff you know um yeah which would be good i mean you might learn something uh i was telling spencer too i'm very interested in material science well we eat organic materials you know for right. sustenance but they all have intent as well you know you go to the gym you eat a steak why because you went to the gym and you need like some bovine proteins in you. You need something organic. Yeah. You need to basically hotwire those. those old yeah. cells mm -hmm. into your. So, yeah, it's it's like to to me, <laughs> hot wiring is boy math for in vitro, basically. <laughs> um, so on the on the topic of of material science, um, you mentioned that you are in kind of the the sales pipeline things now have you seen any impacts of ai on material first like just material science in general and then second have you seen any impact yet on 
on how you conduct your sales, how you set up your sales pipelines, et cetera? Um, so I was in tech sales. Okay. Was. Uh, All right. Yes. No, now, sorry. I'm now I'm in aerospace supply chain. Um, That's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. Supply chain. Yes. That, apologies. All good, man. It's, it's, they're all like kind of related, you know, they all like leaned into each other. <laughs> Just kind of felt <laughs> flowed through. Yeah. Cheryl Sandberg, we leaned in. <laughs> um, so here is the big issue is right now the defense industry is not allowed to use artificial intelligence products. So I'll give you a generalized hmm. example. I was given a data project months ago, but I didn't have any tools at my disposal. I didn't want to break laws. I didn't want to break rules. So I didn't use Julius AI, or now I probably could have used, um, you know, chat with RTX at this point. But because military data is treated like HIPAA, yeah, it, it needs okay. to be sent over secure file exchanges. There's drawings, there's proprietary information. I mean, you can even look at a screw and say, this needs to be destroyed so it doesn't get counterfeited. I mean, literally the existence of materials is <laughs> grounds for counterfeiting in general. So there is Dustin Giuliano who talks about secured AI and it's getting to that, getting to that um, juncture. But what we essentially need is programmers to build on-prem customized uh, AI for really, yeah. really in-depth data analysis. Because, I mean, a lot of times if you work as a contractor, you're you're given enough technology to get the job done. But then if you're somebody like me who fancies themselves to be a data scientist, you're like, I need some more muscle here, dude. I, I can't yeah. mm -hmm. have... 30,000, you know, rows and then two alphabets worth of columns and then <laughs> try to parse this. It's, it's yeah. right. Right. So we need a tech upgrade like <laughs> nationwide, you know, I mean, that, that hmm. that's what really got me excited about effective acceleration. It's like, if you think that we got people that are doing that. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I guess I need to start writing. Um, I, I I don't even know how to where where I am in the answer to your question, but I need to start <laughs> writing about these things, um, about the secure data, about um, material sciences. I mean, we there's a lot of companies in the state that I live that got into trouble because they just didn't use the right alloys, <laughs> and it's like it's that simple it's it's um what would you say like cupric oxide cupric oxide is not the same as cuprous or something like that like you know there, there's certain alloys that are cupric there's certain that are cuprous and i think that they had hubris and they did not read the drawings so yeah so little right. stuff like that can can be cleaned up with with application of, of, of technology. Yeah. That's, that seems like such an obvious use case to me. Um, I mean, right. I'm not surprised that, that people haven't necessarily touched that space yet because it seems like it's probably a, a potentially a difficult one to get into. Um, and just very sensitive. It's, 
Yeah, yeah exactly. That's what I was going to say is like, like raises all sorts of interesting data security questions. Um, <clears throat> right, but but they also teach us. I mean, in in our training, they teach us what data is portable and what data is not really meaningful. Like, you know, addresses of a supplier. Like, if you bought something from, I don't know, Hershey or some like generalized company, that's not proprietary information. It's like, oh, we get paint right. from Home Depot. Oh, don't tell <laughs> Russia. Don't tell you the know, Taliban. Like, Right. <laughs> Keep that so, quiet. Yeah. 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 And then, Don't tell them. No. <laughs> right. I'm sure that's hard to like, par again, this parsing of data. Like, and even with AI, it'd be, I'm trying to envision like how you could help it see that like this is sensitive, this is not. It's just, well, it's very interesting. That's where the algebra comes into place. So I built them something brief before I got um, that I was laid off. But right before I was laid off, I took on this data project. And uh, sorry, would you repeat the last part you were you were just uh, kind of mentioning? Um, just saying how helping AI know how to parse data, what is sensitive, what is not. What? Um, oh, oh. So yeah, that's that's where algebra and calculus are going to come into play. So say you're trying to create variables to represent those suppliers, right? So ABC Co. could just be A, and then Sherwin-Williams is B, and Home Depot is C, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and then you could, I mean, you could easily turn these into variables. A is don't disseminate this, B is fine, and C is neutral, or something like that. That's mm -hmm. what I had to do. I mean, I had to, to create this whole thing of, all right, wh where in the database is this? Is it A, B, or C? Um, but then, I mean, if these machines are already doing that, you know, you could see that right. that coming into <laughs> trouble. If, you're, if somebody's already using some advanced calculus on one part, and it's like, well, this A is not the same as that A. So, I don't know. But that, that can be... Um, that can be visited too and examined. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it'll be fascinating to see. I mean, AI's reach is it's just so far reaching into all these little details and just how we're doing things. I'm curious, how are you, like day to day, like for you, Nick, what, how are you using AI both, you know, for fun, for productivity? I'm curious what like your if you actually here yeah if you could have like best use cases for people with AI what would you say just day to day life not even like data scientists but just day to day life uh, best usage cases so uh, right now I use like a local a local instance um, so like I'll I'll do stable diffusion I'll do um, music gen something like that so I guess the the best like consumer ai usage is just kind of have your own gpu mine's only a 12 it's hmm. not one of those beefed up 16 or 32s 40s 80s whatever it's not an a100 it's like an a12 and <laughs> um and that kind of enabled me to do things like i've written blog posts i didn't need photos i made my own um hmm. I have put nine songs on Spotify, all AI based. There is no licensing problems. The voice is mine. The noise is mine. It's not a remix, nothing. Wow. So 
all of these AI products are a way for you to make something completely individualized to yourself. And I, I think that more people should get interested in it just to enable themselves. Um, oh, I just remember my cousin, uh, Jesse, she just joined uh, Twitter yesterday. So I'm going to, I'm going to put her on as well, but she's another AI artist and she has, nice. dude, she has a liquid cooled laptop. Like, <laughs> a liquid cooled laptop. Hardcore. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Makes me look like a kindergartner. So <laughs> that's wild. Yeah. She's the real deal. Yeah. So she accelerates. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Uh, so was your sorry you said that was was that your friend or your sister that was my cousin jesse so I'm cousin gonna... that's what it was sorry I, my brain you said the word and my brain just kind of spaced um so you say that she's a ai artist now has she always been an ai focused artist or did she kind of transition that way as as the new ai tools come out uh and and was originally a traditional artist that was it uh so you know what question but She's originally, you know, she she does crafts, arts and crafts, things like that. So she's seems to be like the natural evolution of an arts and crafts person who wants to be craftier. Mm -hmm. So yeah. um I I want to say that she's going to be getting into 3D printing with with some of her stuff. I I don't want to wow. do that. But right now um you know she she just uses like some some of the Dolly um or mid journey uh mm -hmm. products and yeah. we have kind of i've i've shown her uh stable diffusion and stuff like that but um you know still got to get that set up on on the liquid cooled laptop but yeah she, <laughs> right. she's one of those pure artists i've been trying to get her on twitter for six months i was like dude there's a whole community of ai art the sky is the limit you know her her thing mm -hmm. is like um fairies and fantasy and stuff like that so um yeah totally you see a lot of that, you know? Give me two yeah. seconds. Sorry, my cat is in the sink. Cat <laughs> profile picture. I feel like yeah. me I feel like I met a celebrity. I know. Right? <laughs> One and only. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh man. Nick, I am fascinated by this idea of your AI AI based music. What kind of a can you run us through like high level process you go through to do that? Oh man, I'll give you any kind of level you want. So, <laughs> so I set out to break it, and I did. Um, nice because work. it, right? Because it <laughs> it was released to only make eight seconds of music, and I have hacked it to make three minutes. Um, okay. It's not it's not as like ridiculous as it sounds because it's it's a very simple jukebox. It has prompts. The prompts are all, everything's in Python. So mm -hmm. if, if you understand some of the intricacies of Python, you'll be fine with this. Even if not, um, you know, you, dude, the fonts are in different colors. It's kind of all the answers <laughs> are there for you, you know? So <laughs> what you do with it is you tell it, I don't want eight seconds. I want 120. Then there's a resolution thing in there. It's 32,000 resolution um, for the output you know, the audio that it prints, I cranked that down to 28,000. So now you have a two minute song that stretches out to like two and a half minutes. <laughs> and that, that's like the whole thing going on in my head with materials, stretching materials, stretching data, stretching this resolution. I mean, 
it's all, you know, it's all malleable putty in your hand. You know, um, I have grown to view this whole process of making the song, right? So you need an A100 or at least a V100 at 16 gigs. And um, I don't know if anybody's ever looked at it this way, but you load all of the dependencies. You load all of the software in the moment, right, in your little virtual environment. That takes up space. That fills up, you know, the little bottom 7, 8, sometimes 12 gigs. Now you have 24 gigs to play with. And you have to think in your head, like I'm doing a lot of mental math here. Sometimes it crashes because it's too much. But what's just around 38 gigs? How much space does that take materially? How can I make three songs that are 28 gigs when it usually takes 32? And guess what? Didn't I just say 32,000? So I guess. Saying things out loud sometimes helps you understand them better. So <laughs> I, I guess I scaled it up by slowing it down. So you chopped and screwed it and you made it, you know, you, you cooked something a mm -hmm. little different this time. The rest, You changed the recipe a little bit. Then there's little aspects where there's the small, medium, large, and melody. The melody is 1.5 billion parameters. So you don't really use that one very often because... Wow. Uh, it likes to crash um, on top of, I don't know if you guys have, have used Jupyter Notebooks, but they'll just disconnect. I, yeah. I've been 99% to a song a hundred times. And it's just like, nope, try again, sit here for 12 more minutes and start everything again, Nick, because this is what the universe enjoys doing to you. <laughs> So with, with, with the prompting to create those songs, do you have like separate prompts? Like, Hey, like this is, you know, this prompt will generate like the, like you said, like generate the melody, this prompt will generate, you know, the bridge, the chorus, et cetera. Or is it the kind of thing where you can, you can sort of sum it all up in, in one prompt and, and just let music gen do the composition? Uh, you have to summarize it. So, I mean, my descriptions hmm. turn into this like run on sentence of, garble you know um because you can be specific it, it really it, the sky is the limit of what you can think to tell it so when i first started doing it it was like make me a song that sounds like lil wayne with these drums right but now i'll type something in way more specific i can even play you one of the songs um it's it makes really good reggaeton and soca soca is like a um, interesting caribbean type of yeah. um vibe so okay. yeah it's uh lost my train of thought really interesting <laughs> you'll have to send us oh, one of the songs and maybe we can uh layer it in this episode people can get a little get a little taste anytime man dude i have i'm sitting on 400 songs so oh, man <laughs> yeah maybe 100 of them are good but you know um <laughs> But yeah, we've made four hundred of them. <laughs> exactly, Seriously. something that'll stick, right? Yeah. Um, so and what do you, you? Sorry, continue. What, and I was just gonna oh. say you, you can get very specific with the prompt. So in this case, I'll I'll go okay. Write me a classic late two thousands reggaeton song, one hundred ninety nine BPM in A minor with drums, 
violin, piano, distinct notes, a bass melody in the style of whoever. So it could be Don Omar, wow. it could be 50 Cent. So each one of these things, right? If you use stable diffusion, you can put uh, brackets to say 20% draw me a fairy, 20% make it green, 20% make it playing a flute or you know whatever going on here. So I just took that logic. Again, set out to break it, you know, and that, that was my father's favorite thing to say when I was a kid on the computer. Ah, he's breaking it again. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you, you just kind of mess around with it. And um, sometimes you get something good out of it. <clears throat> I love yeah, that. it's very much a numbers game, which is something that I find interesting about AI <clears throat> is like there's there's so much there's so much quality encoded within latent space, but you just, you have to know how to, how to drive yourself there. Um, and I think that that's where a lot of the complaints about uh, the quality of, of, of AI come from, honestly, is people who don't, who haven't taken the time to understand how to, how to drive the models and how to direct them where you want them to go. Um, Cause they are, it's amazingly steerable when you, kind of unlock the the prompting um the prompting skills yeah no and it's you know what and i have such a love-hate relationship with google collab i call it collab or collab or whatever because dude some of their some of their generative features are really really like slept on so i stumbled upon temperature and top k in there because when i was messing around with the model it was like Oh, did you mean to put temperature? And I'm like, well, now I do. So it's, <laughs> you, know, you put in 0.99, and it gives you like the craziest possibility. Here, let me let me pull up um, this song called Resorts, the Soka song. Um, oh yes, please. Oh yeah, it's coming through. So yeah. you get like the little Caribbean vibe, little yeah. <laughs> so it, it's it's. Amazing to me that a song that I am not trying to make perfectly fits a different genre that I don't really listen to that much. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's like you. I set out to make reggae and reggaeton, and it made what is actually the trend in Caribbean music right now. So <laughs> yeah. maybe I make some islands, you know, Nikki Island or something, make some type of soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really interesting yeah, have so. you have you played with any of the any of the video generation models yet because i had something that i'm really curious about artistically with ai is i think that there could be some really cool ai generated music videos uh i feel like that yeah. I, I feel like that's a perfect fit for aesthetically and 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 uh pragmatically a perfect fit for uh, video generation. So I'm just curious if, if you've played with any of those yet. And Kanye just made an AI generated video too. Oh, he did. I believe oh, so. Yeah. I, didn't I, see I that. don't know what, yeah, I don't know what model he used. Um, I haven't, I don't have access to Sora that I know of. I think I have a, an open AI account. I don't know. I, I, I try to build things instead of like use the already built one. Um, but I do want to try yeah, to basically train some type of video production, um, stable. Yeah. 
The thing is, Stable Diffusion already has has image to image, and it might have some type of video to video, um, where you can stitch a video into something else. But I'm not sure where we're at in terms of taking the image and making a video. But I haven't haven't set that up yet. I got to talk to, like I said, my my uh, buddy in New York that got me into this stuff years ago. Yeah. Well, Nick, I think you are very diverse. <laughs> you do the fitness, you do the music, um, you've got the all these various these jobs in the background. I what would you? We always like to ask our guests on the show what they would if they could give advice to people with this. I mean, obviously, acceleration, right, is big with what you're doing what you love and that's a lot of what we're doing is trying to document this acceleration of this revolution across the world um what would you what advice would you give to you know the everyday person my mom my my brother who they don't they're a little nervous about ai not really sure maybe they've toyed with chat gpt a little bit like what what advice would you give them to adapt to make the most of this <laughs> You you want to uh, erase the fears of AI in almost no no time flat. Show them broken AI. Show them something that you tried to build and you're like, well, it just don't work. So mm. if I can't get Siri to work, why would the robots come to kill me? You know. Um, <laughs> but in in a generalized sense, I would just say to people, don't ask don't expect or ask permission to do something that you want to do right you don't need permission to go start working out today you don't need permission to start a blog today you don't need permission really to start singing today um hmm. all you need is to take that time um the best piece of advice i got was accidentally from a girl on a bumble date and she's a writer and she was like she's like it's not going to feel fun. It's going to feel like work. And I was like, oh, she's right. <laughs> and then I wrote that entire fitness book in a week because I was like, yes, it's going to suck, but not the whole time. <laughs> and like, she was right. <laughs> it's it's not embrace the suck. It's just do your thing, man. Just do it. So, so you know, stop worrying. Go ahead with your life anyways essentially it's look if you have to tell somebody to stop worrying then the troubles are not over it's when you get <clears throat> to the point where things do not worry you right mm -hmm. so six months ago things worried me and now they don't because my my body's different i've changed the things that i know through different reading and Put the past where it belongs. You know, it, it, it's the rearview mirror. It, nobody drives like this, not for very long, <laughs> in the rearview mirror. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. The, the best advice is just let the future happen because we're already That's good there. advice. Yeah. Stop trying to drive with your eyes in the rearview mirror. That's like, I think that sums up so much of what's going on with, with AI and all these changes. It's like a lot of people are looking back thinking, oh, it's different. It's changing. It's it's not what we expected, but of course. And the only way to adapt is like look forward. Try to see where the road is going and 
and you'll get there, you know? Yeah. Look, it's, it's scary when, you know, the same, the same things aren't hitting the same, right? You know, the, the same stocks, like you, you guys know, I'm a freak about Celsius energy. Well, the stock hasn't done great this year. It's close to its all time highs again, but it was a roller coaster, just like everything else. At one point, I'm like, I don't know about this stuff. I didn't stop drinking it, clearly, because I talk about <laughs> it. But, um, so, yeah, it's uh, it, it's embracing change, embracing variance will help you seamlessly get from now into the future with as little pain as possible. Um, I even heard a really good piece of advice on Arjun Kamani's podcast saying that the lack of knowing how is the source of many people's anxiety and pain. And it's so true. Uh, but some people are okay with not knowing things. And those people are secure and they're happy. But, you know, if you walk around worrying about, well, what don't I know? You'll never know what you don't know. How could you? It's so true. Just got to go out there. Yeah, the and idea learn. of like a, yeah, <laughs> the idea of a black box, not knowing what's going on, can be very stressful. But what that's what's, I think what we've heard, you know, from you, from a lot of these other people we've interviewed, is like, yeah, AI can seem, or whatever it is, can seem like a black box. But like, open it up, <laughs> like see, see what's in there, experiment, try to open that up and just get a view, and then it probably won't be so scary, you know. Like, just gotta get that experience. Yeah, when you watch uh, Mistral fail, fail to download or when you see the Transformer fail, you're like, we got plenty of work to do before we got <laughs> Yeah, right. So, and even Jan LeCun today said, he said, we don't know how to make this stuff yet. We don't know how to make robots that make other robots yet. So why are we pre-freaking out? Mm -hmm. I love Jan LeCun for that reason. Like, he's just such a such a reasoned... And, and grounded yeah gr yeah grounded thinker like he's and he's a genius <laughs> it, like, you, you always end up coming back to the french mathematicians don't you i know i know and it, it makes it. me angry because it's like it's the french you know but mm -hmm. it Gosh, all it. gotta give credit where it's due <laughs> i mean you know hugging right. faces out there so and then you you guys are in canada killing it so <laughs> The acceleration will be podcasted. That's right. Awesome. Well, Very Nick, well. if people want to want to find you on Twitter or any other um, social media, any other outlets, what's the best way to, for people to to follow you? The best place is Twitter. That would be Nick Guizzi with the hard G because I'm a hard G, not G. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we'll make sure to we'll link your 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 Twitter and your Substack in the. Uh, description of the podcast when we post it as well. Make sure that we give credit where it's due. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this was really, really nice. It was, it was fun to talk to you and and get your view on on AI and where it's going uh, and just just life in general. Because that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're just trying to document life as as it exists in in the middle of the takeoff of AI. The revolution. <laughs> it's, it's a weird place to live. Let's be real. Like it's. It's getting weird out there. <laughs> hey, we're about to go like this. So, hey. Yeah. The hockey. Yeah. The, the hockey, hockey stick graph. I, I told you, man, future is so bright. It made my glasses transition. So, 
<laughs> Transition right. lenses. That's oh, it. Man. <laughs> Gonna need them. Gonna need them. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Nick.